Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com all right, boys and girls, welcome once again to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. Got a great episode for you today. My good buddy, Dan Perry, who's been uh, doing the co-host thing with me, is out in a tournament for KFL, so he's not going to be joining me today for this recording. I got my other good buddy, Jake Harshman. And uh, Jake, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing good. How are you? Congratulations, first of all. On your big, uh, not win, but kind of like a win in the sense that you got to the TOC, but your third place finish, we got you into the TOC at the Hobie BOS in the Susky, man. How was it? Uh, man, the, the, it was just, man, it was a lot of fun. Like, caught a lot of fish, caught a lot of big fish. Uh, I think each day I had three 19-inch fish that were, you know, really key. Um you know, it was a good time, really good tournament. I think a lot of people caught fish and, you know, anytime where it takes 187 and a half inches to win, you know, you got to be doing something, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was, it was a, you know, it was a really good tournament. I, I, um, I was, I was excited for it. Hopefully um, it comes I, back next year too. Oh, I'm sure it will. Why would they take it away? They'll be dumb. But then again, that's that's AJ's decision, you know, and there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but again, congratulations, man. You feel excited going back to the TLC? Man, I'm looking forward to that. Um, the last time I fished Caddo Lake was with the KBF National Championship. And oh my goodness, Caddo's got some giant fish in it. Yep. Just absolute monster, freak nasty, largemouth. I think it's going to be a really good tournament down there. Um, yeah, should be. <clears throat> hopefully the Gators are, are, you know, like going deep or something. And I don't know when Gator hunting, hunting season is, but I'm hoping that they're not around because I know when we went there in March a few years ago, there was a lot of Gators and a lot of snakes. Yeah. Yeah, no, Caddo and big Gators over there too. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting. That was, I think, the most – exciting tournament i saw last year it was just watching guillermo and cody milton just like duke it out you know yeah each one I mean, put 100 inches every day well at least on average forth, yeah yeah back and forth just going at it those guys you know and they're really good both of those guys yeah. are really good fishermen but you know to for, for a lake to hold up and i know they weren't only fishing caddo but for for you yeah. know bodies of water down there to hold that kind of caliber fish for two, three days in a row, you know, that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, I, I think, the, I think the, the TOC is going to be something special though, for, for real. I mean, it's going to be a good time. It so. definitely will. 
It definitely. We're going to see a lot of highlight reels of people looking <laughs> into big bass. But anyways, kind of give you an update to my audience. I know I've been telling you I haven't been opening a beer on my segment, which I traditionally do. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm in entering my third week on my diet. I've lost 11 pounds. So again, hold the applause. You know, I got another 15 pounds to go, at least somewhere, 12, 15 pounds. I'm at 203. When I started, it was 212. So I got well, now, I got really one new shirt. I got old one old shirt that now fits me, wouldn't fit me before. So I'm happy about when, that. When I give you an applause, I got a little back, bat wing that goes here on my arm. So. <laughs> maybe i need to jump in on that too and try to lose some weight with you i've been craving a beer for the last two and a half weeks man i'm not gonna lie it's <laughs> i'm dying to crack open another beer but anyways the reason why um we're here today is because we have william benini he is tournament director right we call him bill by the way so don't get yeah. confused at some i introduced him with william benini because that's his name but we call him bill so Please don't be confused yeah. if you're listening on the podcast and not watching us on YouTube or Facebook. But anyways, he is the tournament director for new tournament. I think it's sponsored by Native. And it's, well, it kind of seems like an MLF style tournament, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the way I understood it. So, yeah. you know, Native is obviously the drive, you know, the driver behind it. Um, and you know, they're, they're going to come out with a slightly different format. And, and I think the slightly? big draw, well, it's not slightly, you know, you're still catching the, the fish and, and you're, you, there's really no limit, but I think the big draw is that big bass power hour. Yeah. And, you know, Bill will be able to talk more about that, but I, yeah. I think it's, if we get over a hundred anglers, I think it's, uh, don't quote me, but I think it's a thousand dollars an hour. Yeah. I think I hundred anglers. And that's huge. Yeah. I mean, you win a couple hours, you, you win three hours, three big fish, and you basically won what I won at the Hobie. Not to mention where you finish, you know, if you're catching big fish like that in, in those kinds of numbers, I would assume you're going to finish pretty well overall. I don't know. In the time of year, man, I, I, I can talk more about that once, you know, Bill explains it. But, dude, that time of year here on the Susquehanna, Oh my God! If you thought the numbers for the Hobie event were were high, if you thought 187 inches for two days was high, wait until you see October on the Susquehanna. Yeah. When we have tournaments in October, we normally call it Hogtober. You'll catch four four and a half pound 18 inch fish, smallmouth bass, just fat. And, and, you know, there's there's a lot of 18s and 19s here in this river, but, man, they just get – they eat and eat. And They're getting eat ready for hibernation pretty much, right? Oh, well, I mean, yeah, they, they got a – you know, we got a long, harsh winter up here, so yeah. they have to – you know, they have to build up those fat reserves for the winter so they can make it. And in October, that's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> they, they build up fat reserves. Yeah. And I call it hibernation lag of uh... – yeah, vocabulary well, on I mean, my part, but you know, you get what I'm saying. They're fattened up for, for winter, yeah. but they definitely, they definitely are. So, definitely. <clears throat> well, before we bring what William um to the show, once again, thank you to Douglas Outdoors. They're the they're the sponsor for my podcast. Go to go to douglasoutdoors.com. Check out the full lineup of LRS X Matrix and Fly Fishing Rods. We're gonna go to a quick waypoints commercial and be uh, joining us by William. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. 
Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Mr. William Benini, how are you doing today, sir? I am great. How are you, Armando? Man, pleasure to have you on the podcast and Jake, uh, co-host uh, as well. Um, we got a lot to dive into. Uh, first of all, we, before we get into the tournament um, that you're directing, tell us a little bit about you, Bill. What you know? What got you into kayak fishing, and what got you into doing? Uh, you know, the whole getting into this mess of being a tournament director. <laughs> well, that's actually that's a good story, and Jake will get a good laugh. He's heard it before. Um, I come from the big boat scene. And um, we had our first son and it was time to sell and we just weren't getting out. And uh, I bought my first kayak from TJ Maxx of all places. It's a discount clothing. I swear to you, it's a discount clothing store. Really? I bought it. There it was an eight foot sit in. I actually still have it. I won't get rid of it. It's just it's got a special place in my heart. But um, I jumped into it because I wanted to get back out in the water. My dad went and bought a sun dolphin. And we just wanted to get out and do it again. Fast forward a couple of years, I bought my first native. I went down, hung out with the guys at Delaware Paddle Sports. And I, I, I started fishing tournaments. I mean, I think everyone kind of goes through that natural progression, if that makes sense. And uh, yeah. I started fishing tournaments. And I'm, I, that's probably why me and Jake get along. I'm, I'm relatively vocal about when I think things might or could be a little bit better. And, mm -hmm. um, I was called upon for, I had said that some things with our trail could get a little bit better locally. And, and they were, it was a great trail. I just knew that we could do something better with the sponsors and, and some stuff like that. And so 
when the trail flipped hands, one of the guys called me and tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, well, you've spent a lot of time talking. Now it's time to spend time doing. <laughs> so we rebuilt our local trail here and have almost tripled it in size. And that's, that's how I ended up in a TDC. And then this whole native thing has just blown this local mid-Atlantic trail that I run out of, out of the water. And now I'm helping people like Vinny run Queen, not run Queen City, but I do a little judging for Vinny and spend some time talking to him. And it's just, it's opened so many doors. It's been awesome. I gotta, I gotta interrupt him real quick because he's being a little bit modest. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, Delaware paddle sports kayak bass fishing series is the tournament series that bill is a, is a part of the leadership team. And, and not only has it grown tripled in size, but even having maybe slightly less numbers than some other local tournament scenes, they're still paying out far more. And a lot of that is because of things like what Bill did with sponsors. There's no more paying into a big bass pot. The big bass pot is donated by a sponsor. I think it's, what, $200 every time for big bass, and you never pay into it. All of your – I mean, I don't know all, but I don't know exactly what percentage, but it seems like all of your entry fees go directly back to payouts. They structure the payouts in 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 an intelligent, reasonable format. So – you know, it, it, it feels like you actually have a chance for fishing for something, even if you're fishing for third place. Like, you know, it, it's the what they're doing up here is honestly, it, it's a blueprint. And, and a lot of people should take notice. So don't let this man be modest with you. <laughs> they are absolutely killing the scene here in this area. And there's there's no other there's no other trails that are doing it like they're doing it. And I think it's going to be, like I said, I think it's going to be the blueprint moving forward. So, don't well, I appreciate that, Jake. <laughs> so it seems like you're the perfect candidate to run a national trail, and uh, you know that's we've seen it across the three, well, now four with the American All American Bass Kayak Series. You know, with mixed results, some of them seem to be striving, other ones seem to be struggling, others seem to be up and coming even though they're brand new to the tournament scene nationally um tell us about these native tournament you know there's i know there's a lot of questions but i'll let you start off you know talking about how the idea came together and what is the whole the whole concept of this tournament that's different from other tournaments yeah so let me take you back a couple years i i I believe and and someone's going to correct me i'm sure but i believe the birth of this idea started icast 2020 or 2021 um and so one of the people on the team with native chris cantwell had this idea it run it by a couple people they all went to dinner one night i unfortunately wasn't at icast that time but um they run the idea by by the head honchos and they're like, we love it. So I get a random message one night, and it's me, Vinny, Marv, Goda, Forte, like some of the premier directors across the country. And they're like, hey, do you guys want to get on a call and kind of talk about an idea? I was like, yeah, absolutely. What's up? You know, I, I'd love to. And when they laid it out in front of us, Armando was like, oh, this is wild. You're going to pay $1,000 for a big fish. Like, it just, it just was it was just a cool concept. It was something different than we had per hour, per hour, per hour, not just a thousand dollars, but a thousand dollars 
per hour. How many hours, though? Let me ask you that. Eight hours. So eight hours. Eight hours. So eight thousand yes. dollars right there. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So then we turn around and then we start talking entry fees. And so initially, and if anyone's been a TD, they know you're when you start looking at that kind of money, you're looking, you're looking for high entry fees. And we all start talking, and the next thing I know, we settle in on a hundred dollars. And the design for that was let everyone come participate. Let everyone have the opportunity to come in and put a thousand dollars in and, and ten times ten X their money and a little grant card down reference, but come in and, and really take it home. And so then we're I can't even remember when it was, but it was late one night, we're all on, and someone comes up with the idea, well, what about doing an MLF format along with it? And I about fell out of my chair because I knew my heart was in the Susquehanna. And I was like, oh, my God, that's going to be wild. I don't know if this is good or bad. But then we started talking about the MLF format because no one else had done it. A couple other clubs have played in that space, but no one else was going to do it. And we we're like, absolutely, absolutely. And then we get the core concept together, all five of us, or I should say six. There's a hidden guy behind the scenes who doesn't get enough attention. His name is Jason Zulily. But um, – we all put the stuff to paper and we send it over to the chief and his name's Tyler. And he looks at it and he was like, rock on, let's do it. A lot of people don't realize we piloted this in December with queen city. So queen city threw it out there to see what would happen and see what their feedback was. And so if you go back, you can see it on Vinny's Facebook page. All of us are hidden in the, cause he ran his award ceremony on zoom. We're all hidden in the background watching and anglers just loved the idea because if you want to go out and swing the big stick and fish for a thousand dollars an hour you can or if your sweet spot's throwing a ned rig or a senko or something that's just going to catch the numbers you can do that too then native jumps in and says how about we do this how about i give you three kayaks to give away while you're out hosting wow. the event we're like oh, say no more so initially this event in the northeast the idea was going to be the upper chesapeake and then I got to talking to Jake about it. And Jake, Jake, you know where Jake's heart lies. Oh yeah. You know, you know where it's at. And so I said, Jake, if I do it in the if I do it in the tail half, I'll be the last guy to run. What do you think? He's like, I think you'll set records with the amount of fish that are caught. And I think guys are gonna have to guys are gonna catch multiple big fish. One guy's not gonna run away with it. It's gonna be a truly awesome event. I said, say no more, let's do it. So then we took it from there. We went and picked up some powerhouse sponsors like Bending Branches, Dakota Lithium, and a whole bunch more. And here's where we are. We've run four events so far. We're the last one to run. We'll run October 8th on the Susquehanna. And we're waiting to see how the anglers respond. So far, it's been overwhelmingly positive. What has been kind of like your average right now, roughly, for attendance? If you factor in all of it, somewhere around 110, 120. That, you know, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, because you have Queen City in there, you know, Queen yeah. City is a, a monster powerhouse by itself. And I think Vinny did 150, 160 in his actual event. But Cali, Cali, who normally struggles for numbers, delivered yeah, over 100 yeah. anglers. Really? You know, yep. We were right on the cusp of 100. I think we settled in at 75 in Washington State. So we had one in Potholes Rev Reservoir with Marvin Forte. Yeah. And then we did one in Michigan. And I think he was right under 100. I think he was in the 90s. So 
I would say our average is 110, 120 right now. And that's just because we're brand new, in my opinion. We haven't gotten it out there all the way. I mean, no, when, and, you, go when ahead, you look sorry. at that, when you look at that and you look at some of the other major clubs, these national level clubs, you know, nobody was really starting with those kinds of numbers. The only people that really started with numbers like that, well, I'm not going to mention who they were, but they started and then they declined. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you know, it's like this club is starting at a very solid number. Yeah. And I shouldn't say club, but this, you know, this entity is starting at a very solid number. And the format, it leaves every – I mean, everybody has a chance. You don't even have to be a high-quality fisherman to come out to the Susquehanna River and catch a 19- or 20-inch fish. It'll happen if you cast enough. So so it's one of those things like anybody can come out here and just get it. Like there's money to be gotten. And, and then – go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, they, I'm just saying like their format is it's phenomenal because – I feel bad. Honestly, I feel bad for the judges. And when Bill was like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's a 14-inch minimum, I'm like, no, bro. I'm like, no, it's not. Don't do a 14-inch minimum or your judges aren't going to have time to think. Like, a 14-inch minimum on a Susquehanna? No, you got to make that like a 16-inch. And he's like, no, we got to be, we got to stay standard. And I'm like, that, that's, I think that's the only time Bill and I have butted heads on this whole concept is I'm like, you know, and I'm I, I'm forceful, like I'm violent with the way I talk to people, especially my friends. My dog had to chime in. <laughs> he has a little bit on of you in him. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the only thing that Bill and I actually, you know, disagreed on. Bruno, knock it no, And I get it from William, from your standpoint. There's con consistency on con what's the word I'm looking for? It's not continuing. I forgot the word. But anyways, uh, what, happened, what happened to Bill? It probably lost it. But while we get Bill back on, consistency is key. So I get it. You don't want to go. I hate to say it, but you kind of don't want to go the KBF route where there seems like there's changes in rules all the time. So I get right. Bill's um, stance on that. What impresses me about the two things stand out. First of all, to get over 100 anglers on a national trail in California Hobie BOS can't even come close to that. KBF right, can't close to that. Yeah, Bass Nation Kayak Series, the national trail, can't come close to that. And just like that on their first year, is this the, the, the first year? Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it, some of it might have to do with the fact that it's new, but I think the other aspect of it is that, it you know, it's a cool format that yes. gives, you know, you don't, like, when you go to these national tournaments, right, you can almost kind of pick a handful of people and say, okay, somebody from this handful of people is going to win this tournament, right? You you know, you can you take history and you take skill level and who's on a hot streak and who's not, and you can almost guess who's going to be in that top 10%. The greatest thing about this native event, mm -hmm. anybody could come out here and win $1,000. Anybody could come out here and win – you know, the overall, like you could get a guy that does nothing but catch 15 inch fish all day and, and he could win a thousand dollars if he caught, if he catches enough of them. So, you know, that's, I think that's the, the, the buzz surrounding it is that anybody it's anybody's ball game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the other thing that stood out to me is that when I look at the schedule, other than the Susquehanna river, these are all lakes that, Unless you live in that state, or probably even 
like close to that fishery, you might not ever heard of that fishery. You know, yeah. I think the one in California is a little bit more popular. Um, but like the ones that I saw, I was like, yeah, I've never even heard of this lake. Um, so I was kind of impressed the way you like pull these numbers on lakes that usually locals would only go to, you know, like maybe not a national trail angler would do it. The other thing that uh, impresses me, this is really without the backup of the typical quote unquote national anglers, PKA, whatever you want to call it, you know, the guys and girls that actually fish those three, three major tournaments. They're not fishing this. This is their first year, and I can understand why. I don't think anybody's snobbing it on purpose. They're just like, well, wait a minute. You know, I got this already lined up with my sponsors and my goals. Until I see what this native tournament is, I'm not going to, you know, take, uh, you know, uh, substitute the Hobie BOS that they got on their schedule and everything. I'm assuming that's going to change next year. I'm assuming well, there are going to be people that are going to say, you know what, there's three, there's a fifth national tour right now, and that may be good enough for me to drop one of my national trails. What do you think, Bill? I got to get Bill in here before he drops so, off again. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know. And, and the cool thing about this is, is, Native is allowing the local club for the tournament director to be the host club, right? And so, like, the Susquehanna is going to be hosted by the Delaware Paddle Sports Kayak Bass Fishing Series. Vinny's event down in down in the Carolinas was hosted by Queen City. The one up in Michigan was the Big Bass in the Michigan Kayak Series. So, I, I, we, we would love to see those anglers. Absolutely. Absolutely. For everybody, you know, with the hundred dollar entry fee, the whole concept of the series was anyone could come out. You know, it wasn't. And, and look, entry fees are entry, entry but at a hundred dollars, we just felt it was the right. It was the sweet spot, and so we would give everyone an opportunity. Do we hope that we'll see some of those anglers over the next couple seasons? Sure. Absolutely, we'd love to host them because it's just a different event. And I think everyone will find some terminology swinging the big sticker, going out and catching as many fish as humanly possible. Um, but at the well, end of the day, money, Armando, we're driving forward because we just want everybody to fish. I think money talks. Yeah. Right. Money talks. Right. So if you, if you want to get big names, if you want to have, and when I say big names, we all know who we're talking about. But but if you want these people, they're going to see it as yeah. soon as someone's, you know, as soon as someone starts holding up thousand dollar checks like, oh, hey, I went out and fished the native event on the Susquehanna and I won big bass for three of the hours that I was out there and I took third place overall. And I'm, I I don't know. What do I what do I walk away with there, Bill? Like thirty five hundred bucks, maybe four thousand dollars almost like who knows? Right. Like I. There, or I went out, won $3,000 and a kayak. Like, you know, money talks. And I think they got the right recipe. I really do. I, you know, I, I feel bad for the judges. <laughs> I still, whoever's judging that tournament, I'm going to send them a fruit basket or something because they're going to need all of the recovery and energy that they, you know, you could possibly imagine because they're, they are going to be busy. 
Bill, I think he froze there. Can you hear us, Bill? Bill, what I'm, Bill, if you can hear us, what I'm going to do is I'm I'm going to remove you and try to log back in, but do it without the. I don't think you have enough signal, so just do it with the audio. Don't worry about the video. Just connect the audio. uh, Let's not worry about the, the camera because I don't think you're going to have enough bandwidth to keep up. Um, So let me put you back in. Try to come back in. There we go. So yeah, apologize to the listeners about that. I know, uh, and and again, thank you for Bill um, for taking time to come up. I know he's busy, and uh, you know he's with the family on vacation, so. You know, I do appreciate taking time to, for this. I know technology is not always what we wanted on the podcast, but nevertheless, big thank you to Bill for joining us, and we'll try to get him back in. But let me ask you this, uh, Jake, while we're at it. How far, in as a tournament angler who's fished many national trails, how big do you think this native tournament can be? Can be? Do you think um, it'll ever do you think it has the potential to be bigger than the Hobie BOS right now? I so I don't know, right? And 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 here's why I don't know because Hobie is already so well established and you know they're talking about paying you know tens of thousands of dollars at all their tournaments and you know they it they could definitely rival the Hobie BOS. But it's a different format. And I think that the the if the intentions are in fact to keep the entry fees low, I think it, I think it's a viable national option, but I I don't think that it it unless they raise entry fees, it's not getting up there into the you know first place getting ten thousand dollars or you know paying out twenty spots or you know how, how whatever it is you know what I'm saying like it, it's it's going to be tough for that. But what's really cool is it's still a viable national option because anybody local can do it. Anybody that wants to travel there can do it. And there's still a significant payout when you're talking about that $1,000 an hour. So they could absolutely rival the Hobie BOS. Um, You know, at this point in time, I want to be realistic. And I, I mean, how difficult would it be for any trail to be better than the BOS right now? It would be tough. Yeah. Like they got a great recipe for what's going on. But I think, you know, just like Bill had said earlier, there's no one's doing this right now, you know, and, you know, I think if the trails can work together, you know, if native comes out next year and works with Hobie and Hobie works and they all work together, whether it's native Hobie, BO, um, Hobie BOS, KBF or Bass, if those heads sit down at a table and say, we're not going to cross each other over. I think they all can be successful. Yeah. But I see, we got Bill. Bill, can you hear us? Maybe. Maybe. We have a lag. That Delaware service is pretty bad. (laughs) I guess. Well, here's the thing, and I, and I don't mean to to while we try to see if we can build back on. Um, I don't. This is this may be an unpopular opinion. May people may not like what I'm about to say, but really, I think right now there's so many trails, right? National trails. There's if you count the All American Bass Kayak Series, which I do, that makes it five. I think there's only one that you really don't want to, you know double book on the same date and that's the hobie bos 
I really cool. don't think Bassmaster Bassmaster kayak series right now is is a threat to any trail. It's gonna pull you know <laughs> 20, 30 anglers from your trail just to so they can fish that one. Unless how, you know the location works out, you know, whether it's how but, much of an unpopular opinion can I talk about? Oh, dude, go uh, go go <laughs> wild on this. I don't care. Here's the thing. <laughs> BASS is not going to be successful in the kayak space until they put someone in charge oh, of yeah. it that actually has a clue of what the hell we do. Yeah. Until they do that, until they do that, they are not going to be successful in the kayak world. Oh, no. They might pretend like they are, and they got all the big sponsors and the big money backing, but when you're talking about trails that are viable, that are national options, that are that are popular, look at the ones right now that are that are succeeding. You have the All American Kayak Series that's doing really well out there in their space. You have the Hobie Bos that's doing absolutely phenomenal, and now you have this new series with K yeah. um, with with Native, and they're doing something really special. But it's all built around. A kayak angler who, who who is running it. You're running the tournament, correct? A and that's season, a season tournament angler and tournament director. William, right. are you there? You gotta get. Yeah, can you hear me home. now, Armando? There we go. We got you. How you doing? Man? I'm <laughs> good. Man, I'm sorry. I am. I am on a. I am on a family trip right before school. Yeah, I know. We said I'm running around the campground trying to hold my phone in the air. It's got to be a sight to see for everyone. No, <laughs> I just and, Bill, I mean, why is the Verizon service not good where you're at? Hey, Jake, I appreciate you. I love you like a brother, Jake. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you do for a living, Bill? I uh, I work for Verizon. <laughs> <laughs> looks like your future lies more in a tournament director. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. Armando coming with the zinger. <laughs> No, but Bill, and, and again, I, I Bill didn't get to hear this, so I'll repeat it. We, you know, no apologies from your part, Bill. Um, you know, we want to um, support what you're doing, and it would have been ideal to get all together, but we wanted to bring this show before the Susquehanna event, and this is kind of like the only time we could do it. And you're taking time away from your family on your family trip, so I am super thankful for that. There's really no apologies, man. If anything... You know, we would have to apologize to your family for taking time away from taking you time away from them to do this podcast. So uh, again, super well, honored and grateful to you well, taking I, your time. I appreciate that, Armada, and I appreciate you shedding and putting this tournament out there and giving us an opportunity to talk about some of the cool stuff that we're doing. So, Bill, going back to the tournament, um, we were. I would wanted to before we lost you. I wanted to ask about the pay structures. I'm. I'm wondering. A lot of people are wondering. First of all, um, how much money are you, is actually not just first place, but actually going out to anglers? And I know it depends on the uh, attendance, but if you can fill us in, in you know how much money goes back to, you know, fifty uh, attendees, a hundred, you know, attendees, whatever it is. Well, I got the numbers broke down to a hundred. Um, so of course we're built all the way out. Um, at a hundred, we're going to pay out a thousand dollars to for or to eight hours of big bass winners. And then, and, and the math is out there for everyone to see. And it's really simple based off that 
that's $8,000 out of a $10,000 pot. We have to pay PayPal and Tony X, of course. Yeah. And then we take the rest of the money and pay that out based off the spots that are left. So it pays down. I think at 100 anglers, we're paying down the top four anglers in the MLF side of the event. Okay, so on the on the bass per hour, it's you only the only one getting the money is whoever has the biggest bass. There's no, you know, you got the second biggest bass that hour. You get money to just the first place, right? Nope, just first place. Okay, and then then the top four. And that is based not that is not based on size. That is just based on how many fish you, how many bass you caught. Correct. Yep. Overall, just just like you watched Dustin Connell today whip it up on Cayuga, it's about how many you fish you catch over 14 inches in your total length. So we wanted to add that in just so anglers had another option because. Not always are you going to go out there and catch the 19s and the 20s. But mm. we've all had those days, even on tournament days, where you go out there and catch 25, 16-inch fish. We wanted to give that angler an opportunity to fight for something also. And let me ask you this. So on the going, now that we kind of established what the payouts are, do you have an angler of the year race as far as this year? And if not, is that coming in the future? Uh, well, Armando, uh, at this point, we do not. We oh, yeah. ran all five of these events as separate standalone events. We wanted to see, as you can imagine, when you have sponsors like that, like Native and Big Adventures involved, they want to see an ROI, right, yeah. before they start diving too deep into it. And what I can tell you is we have spiked their interest. They love what we're doing and what we're seeing. So I think anything is up for discussion next year. As of right now, they are all standalone events. Come fish one, fish two, fish all. Well, I guess there's only one left at this point in time. The best one, I will say. But right now, they're standalone events. Jake, do you want to chime in? Bill, can I um, – I have a question for you. Is the, the graphic that, that you guys put out for the Big Bass Power Hour, is it, it – it's it has not changed. Changed, correct? Correct. Okay, so – um, to Armando, to your question, and I don't yep. think Bill has it right here in front of him, so this is no fault of his. But at a hundred anglers, mm -hmm. you still have the hourly big bass. Every hour is a thousand dollars. They pay out five spots for a hundred anglers, and that's in succession. You got four hundred, two forty, one forty, one twenty, and one hundred. At one hundred and twenty-five anglers. First place gets a thousand. Second place is seven fifty. Third place is six hundred. Fourth place is two fifty, and fifth place is two hundred. And then you still have your one thousand dollar hourly big bass as well. So you know when you're talking about the the daily no limit placings, there's still money to be made there. But I think the biggest drive is is that you know that one thousand dollars per hour that's possible now. I am certain that if we get if we get the push, the Susquehanna could be over 125 anglers. They don't have a graphic out that far. Oh, is this updated? I don't know if it's updated. This is on the website. So I just okay. for those that are watching so on YouTube even, and Facebook, yeah. That's even a little bit different than what I had. I would probably go off the website, but um, but you know, at at 125 anglers, like that's easy. 
we did that the first year that the Hobie BOS came to the Susquehanna. We did 112 or 113 on three weeks notice. So, you know, I think the, all, all this thing needs is it just needs the drive and the, the promotion behind it. Um, you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be an awesome event. And there's not a better time of the year to come do this thing here on the Susquehanna River because it doesn't matter if you're a finesse fisherman. You could be a power fisherman. You could be a big bait fisherman. You could be, I mean, you could come out here with, I mean, anything you want and catch them in October. October is good. And I'm excited for it. And Bill, on the um, three kayaks giveaway, that's obviously per tournament, right? So since you don't yep. have an angler dealer, that's going to be per tournament. How does okay. that, who wins, you know, who's eligible to win those three kayaks? It's not all to one person, obviously, but. So the first kayak will go to the overall big bass of the day. The second kayak will go to the winner of the MLF format. And the third kayak will go to any angler that competes in the tournament and submits at least one scoreable fish. That's the only requirement. So it'll be done as a random draw. You know how crazy that is that you can just wait. You can just where what tournament out there gives you a kayak just for big bass, let alone how many tournaments are you running this year? Five in total. Five total. So do math for me, Jake. <laughs> What's five plus three? What's uh, uh, 25. 25. Is it right? 25. I'm, dude, I'm a cop. I don't do that. <laughs> so here, let me jump 25. in on Mondo. Let me, 25, let me, right? Yeah, let me jump in. 25 kayaks and probably, and I'm going to do rough math because I'm just sitting here trying to think it through my head. Uh, Native has put close to $35,000 in retail value of kayaks out for this series. Oh, and what's the kayaks that are being given out, by the way? Uh, Slayer Max 10, uh, a Falcon, and I think the other one's a Slayer Propel 10. I don't know any trail, either national or local, that's gonna off, that's gonna give you a kayak just for winning big bass of the day. Heck, I don't even I don't know any that'll just just for every tournament that you get a every tournament winner gets a kayak for five tournaments. That is amazing. <laughs> that's how can you not love that, right? Uh, absolutely. I, I mean, and, and look, everyone. Uh, Respect to all the series out there. Everyone ha runs a good series. Yep. We just wanted this one to be a little bit different. Yeah. And and I can't, Amanda, I can't stress that enough. And I'm so glad that I'm able to get on here and talk a little bit now. I, that was what was important to have an opportunity for everybody to participate. You know, if someone maybe doesn't have the money, and, and I know I've said that a couple times, we wanted to keep that entry fee low, but make the reward worth it big right and so with an opportunity to win kayaks i have three dakota lithium batteries that we'll be giving out i have a 500 yak attack gift card we'll be giving out i have over 500 in product from ego fishing just to name a few and that's not even all of them that we'll be giving out as random giveaways so it is a great opportunity for anybody to come a great opportunity to fish your truly fish your style and enjoy, you know. 
Yeah, you can go either ways. You can go for quantity or quality. It doesn't matter. You still get a chance. Heck, like you said, even one scorable fish might just land you into a a kayak. One um, one thing that obviously listeners and people that are just finding out about this, whether this podcast or any other media outlet, I'm sure the question is going to be how are the fish um, scored? Um, and I'm pretty sure it's a straightforward answer, but I'll ask them just for those that might be new to the tournament fishing scene. Is this like the regular, you know, um, catch board? And, um, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's your pretty standard rule set, right? If anyone has fished in a, an event before, you'll be pretty familiar with the rules. Everything's pretty standard. It is catch hoard only, right? So it yep. has to be catch. Um, we'll drop the identifier. You can print the identifier now, um, but we will drop the code just like anyone would the event before or the night before at our captain's meeting. Um, and, and to put some people to rest, because, you know, this is probably the message I get the most or the question I gets asked the most. We have a pretty substantial judging team behind the scenes that's prepared for this event. I know Jay kind of makes the joke and I see him laugh when and, and I hear it when we talk. He's like, you better be ready. You know, and I watched Hobie drop over a thousand fish day one. I can promise every angler that's out there. We have a team that's prepared to to go through that. Now, and here's what I'd encourage any angler that has never fished an event before. My number's listed on the tournament page. Call me. Let's talk about it. I'm happy to help everyone. But it's your pretty standard rule set. And we have those rules on the on the Facebook group where everything's hosted. And it's also posted and linked inside of Tourney X. And uh, where can people, other than uh, people, other than, I'm sorry, other than uh, Tourney X and Facebook, I kind of wanted to mention, um, where's the, is there a, like a web page? Well, I got it on a web page, but I don't know if this is the right one for information. Nativewatercraft.com, Big Bass slash prices, Big Bass Power Hour. Um, any other website that they can get more information? I know there's going to be rules like, you know, like hand placements and mm -hmm. pinching the tail and all that. Uh, and I'm not going to, we're not going to go over that right now because I think it's a responsibility of every angler to find out those rules. So, Tourney X, Facebook, any other um, media outlet that they can research, you know, the rules uh, pertaining to, you know, measuring the fish? Uh, no, I would actually, yeah, the website's great. Um, Tourney X is great. I'd encourage everyone that's considering fishing the event to go to the Facebook page. You can just type in Big Bass Power Hour or Native Big Bass into Facebook. It should pop up for you. Um, that's where you're, obviously, you're going to find the most real-time information. That's where you're going to find everything from updates on sponsors uh, and anything that we want to push out to the anglers. We find that to be the best outlet to get that information out. One question that I've heard before, and I wanted to ask, and this is more pertaining to... Um, to other tournaments, not yours, but mm -hmm. um, the concept of, of uh, uh, Big Bass uh, by the hour. If somebody, let's say it's, you know, the it's lines out, I'm at the, it's eight o'clock, right? So eight o'clock AM and I catch a 24 incher. Jake's at 8.50 catches 23 incher. And he says, eh, you know, Armando already posted a 24 can I hold that fish and just put it for the nine o'clock slot? Is what? How does that work? So that's we have that built into the rules. It's based off when the picture is taken. Yeah. We work directly with Dwayne Wally from Tourney X. 
Yep, great guy. Um, and you'll find something pretty unique about our leaderboard. Our leaderboard will give people overall inches, um, but our leaderboard's not going to break down who's winning the power hours. So it's really of no, no – if I'm speaking directly to an angler that might be listening to this, it's really of no benefit to stall or wait because you don't know what's out there. I mean, you yep. might know if your buddy across – across the river has caught a big one, but you don't know what the other 100, 150 anglers have. So the best thing to do is just get that thing submitted and get it up there um, and, and not wait. But that's the best part of working with Dwayne. Anglers aren't going to know who's winning that hour until we get to the end of the event. So yeah, so somebody can submit it like at 9.05, but the picture was taken at 8.50. Um they would still count for the nine o'clock, but I'm assuming, but now I guess my question is once nine, once the clock turns nine and I would just say nine o'clock, just as a number, you know, as a reference point, let's say you catch a fish at eight fifty-five. you know, you, you know, you're fumbling to get the picture taken and all that. You take the picture on time, but by the time you submit it, it's nine Oh two, nine Oh three. What's the cutoff for somebody that caught a fish, you know, in that eight to nine o'clock slot to submit that picture and still be valid. That would at be some 80. point, you got to cut off, right? Well, it's going to be all when the picture was taken. It's not going to okay. be when the picture was submitted. So you could take that. It's whenever you took that picture. If you took that picture at 8 o'clock and submitted it at 2 p.m., it's still going to count towards that 8 o'clock hour. And I think I the better question I should have asked was, when do you announce the winners for the power hour? Is it live or is it at the end of the tournament? That's the question. It'll be at the, it, well, that's yeah. what I was talking about with Dwayne. Yeah. It'll be at the end of the tournament. So anglers won't know who's leading the power hour. Yeah. That's my bad. I should have asked that question a little <laughs> bit better. <laughs> no, and, that, and and Armando, that was that you, if you want to talk about probably what we spent the most time as a group, the TDs trying to work through is that specific situation, because there's a lot of opportunity to, to I don't know what word I want to use, but there's a lot of opportunity to try and, and stall or submit a fish later or that. And we spend hours talking about it. How do you how do you keep it as as organic as possible? And that's when you go by picture taken. You know, that's awesome. Well, and it looks like you've that that kind of might you know rest at ease at some of them that might have that reservation of like, well, wait a minute, what is? Because I've heard that, and not specifically on this tournament, because that was I think first time I heard that was last year. And somebody asked the question. I'm like, well, that's a good point. But at that point. This that this concept wasn't on a national level. I think it was a little low. Some few local trails had it, but nothing at a national level like you guys are bringing. Bill, what is what do you think um, could be the future for this? Like for next year, is there some are are you are there plans already to bring this next year? And I'm sure it is, but I'll ask. Uh, I will tell you the discussions are happening. Uh, that's probably as far as deep as I can get into it. We'd love from a tournament director perspective to see it continue on, you know, and, and I think everyone that fishes tournaments understands that it has to be an ROI for, for, for the companies that are backing it. Right. And so, and it's also hard to, it's hard to quantify what, what directly that is. I can tell you right now with 100% certainty that native Big adventures, all of them together are, are, are absolutely over the moon about what, what's going on and the support that we're seeing from the anglers. Does it continue? Well, to be determined. 
And just for because of Jake, who's a policeman, um, what what does ROI stand for? I know, I know, but you know, I know Jake. Return on investment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your service, Jake. I'm just messing with you. I know. Jake, you had any more questions for Bill before we? Um, know, so I just sent, him... I just sent a message to the group, and um, because I was sitting here doing some math while you guys were talking, 192 anglers. Two days, Hobie BOS, end of July. A lot of guys had to finesse fish to catch them. This is not prime time feeding. We got to feed up before the winter time gets here. This is we eat when we want to, right? 192 anglers. There were 14 90 plus inch bags in two days. And there were 43 85 plus inch bags in two days. And that 85 plus inch bag do not include the nineties. Okay. So you're looking at, you're looking at 57 people who put up over 85 inches in two days on the Susquehanna river at the non prime time time of year. Finesse fishing. Even a lot of these guys had to finesse fish to catch these bags. You can do that in October. I would throw something a little quicker because you're you're probably going to catch more because they're going to eat more. They're going to be eating more. This tournament is going to be insane at the number of fish that are caught. So... There were 1,956 fish caught in two days for the Hobie BOS. If we come anywhere close to 125 or more people, that number will probably be broken. And that's well, with BOS is 12 inches, though. True. And 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 we're also talking about 70 less people. My point is, is that at 14 inch minimum. You could see 2,000 fish. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that's a two-day total. Yeah. Let me re- let me retract. So you could easily see well over probably 1,000 fish in one day being submitted in this tournament. And that's with, you know, projecting out maybe 70 less people. But that's what the fall is like here on the Susquehanna River. Even bad fishermen catch fish in the fall, self-included. You can make mistakes. They can see you. Like, it's just going to be a really good time of year. And at the price point, $100? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's crazy. It's it's a no-brainer. I'm crazy cheap, what I mean. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I just, you know... Man, I see what Bill and these guys from Native are doing, and I'm so impressed with the – it's a daunting task to come on the scene late, right, to be the last trail to pop up. And and they they are right now, but they they never let that – they never let it affect them. They came out. They got their sponsors. They put out a product that – is going to be well liked. It's already well liked by anglers, 
and they ran with it and you got good solid people at the at the reins this thing i mean it's got it's going nowhere but up you know and i i just i really hope that a lot of people come out and support this and and i think coming out here to the susquehanna in october it's not going to be humid it's going to be a little chilly in the morning but it's going to be so good fishing so I'm looking forward to it, and you know I'm I'm glad that uh, glad that they decided to come here to my river. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, so. good call on that one. Bill, um, I know you're with your family, and I don't. I, I hate taking your time more time away from them. I know you've been uh, had you for almost an hour. I wanted to give you a shout-out to, you know, all those people that made this happen, you know, sponsors and the other people behind the scenes that have been working with you. So if you want to take a few minutes to go ahead and uh, – give them their props and go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And so a couple things I want to put out there, Armando, just so, so we can put it out for everyone. Number one, we are going to allow anglers in, in this event specifically, it's the benefit of running these events individual. We will allow anglers as long as they're tethered to their kayak to move through the water off their kayak, right? Make sure you guys read the rules on that specifically and what that entails, but you can wade fish in this event. Another very popular thing is we will be allowing motors in the event. So you will be able to run the motors on the Susquehanna River for this event. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Additionally, I want to give a huge shout out. You know, there were two very important people before I get into the sponsors that helped me through this process as we built this. Because, you know, Jake said some stuff about the tournament trail we run down here, but I am based out of Delaware. I want to give a huge shout out to Jake. Jake's been a huge instrumental in helping me with a lot of this information. And I also want to give a shout out to Jeff Little from Torquedo. Yeah. Um, I've had a, a great opportunity to talk to Jeff. And I think, I think Jake says it best. He's, he's probably one of the most knowledgeable river people I've ever had the opportunity to talk to. And so Jeff's been able to help me scope some of this information and with Jeff's partnership, we're also going to do, and, and anglers will see it out there now. We just got it built in. Um, they will see a side pot. And so the way this side pot will work is it will be in benefit of the river or Susquehanna River Keeper Organization. And if you don't know who that is, there's a great write-up on it on the uh, Tourney X page. But what the river keeper does is they keep our river clean and safe. I think Jeff said it best. They're the bulldog of the river. Right. And so that side pot's going to be a $20 side pot. It's optional. Anglers don't have to sign up for it if they don't. What we'll do is we will pay out 50% of that pot. Everything's all the details are there. 
And then we will also have a huge amount of giveaways for anyone that competes in that side pot. Um, as far as sponsors, I'm going to give a huge shout out, obviously, to Big Adventures. That's Native Watercraft, Liquid Logic, and Bonafide. I mean, without them, we wouldn't be on this podcast right now. I give a huge shout out to Stormy over at Dakota Lithium. He's uh, he's come in clutch and sent us a bunch of batteries to make sure we have some great things to give away. Ego Fishing, Bending Branches, Yak Attack, all three great companies that stepped up early and wanted to jump in and support. And then there's a lot of companies that support my local spirits here that also showed a lot of support for this event. You know, Never Lost Gear, Carver Covers and Covercraft, Ducket Fishing. Uh, I'm trying to run. I'm trying to run in the back of my mind through all of them. Uh, uh, Save Your Outdoors, Turning Tag, Catch, uh, I missed and so on. Yak Attack, and uh, Storage Solution. All of those companies also sent giveaways for us to give away at this event and jumped in as soon as we brought it to their attention. And so without all those great companies, we wouldn't, again, wouldn't be here today. So huge thank you to them. And now we just wait. We wait and see what, uh, what it turns into. Well, again, congratulations, Bill, on what you've done and what you've been able to accomplish. I mean, I think this is, this is great for the sport, for the growth of the sport. It gives another avenue for, you know, tournament anglers, you know, both uh, grassroots, you know, trails to national trails. Anybody can take part of this. You know, it, it opens up, you know, a lot of doors for those that are trying to get due to this, you know, and trying to, you know, make some cash and 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 get that feel for a great exciting tournament. Because this is going to be, you know, every hour this counts, you know, having the ability to win a tournament uh, or, you know, to win uh, money on every hour. It, it's it's amazing and every any opportunity to um also if not by size but by quantity of bass to win uh money and, and that's i mean it, it can't say enough about the concept of this and i think it's going to be great wish you the best moving forward both for yourself and the tournament if you do you do have to promise me you will come to texas for one of those trails you have to I guarantee you, you get a late fork on that style tournament, you will get mm-hmm. way over 100 entries by far. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Well, uh, yeah. Keep your eyes out for 2023. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Bill, thank you so much. I'll, we'll let you go. Jake and I will wrap it up. But again, thank you. And thank you for your family for taking the time to, for letting you take the time to come to the podcast and you, you know, enjoy your time over there. Enjoy your vacation. Have a great time. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I can't wait to see everyone there. Take care. So can I talk real quick about sure, man. Susquehanna, buddy. So the Susquehanna Riverkeeper is such an important – it's such an important thing. And in every river – almost I think every river has a riverkeeper. But the importance of what we have here – um, with having the riverkeeper, this person is the is the person that files legal suits against municipalities, businesses, um, you know, private entities that are damaging the ecosystem here in the river. 
the river doesn't have a voice. The river can't stand up and fight for itself. Right. So, you know, having this person, this organization, the river keeper to, to put up a fight for our river. It's, it's so important because our river suffers from pollution. Every, every city municipality along the river, um, you know, they, they, most of them here in the Northeast are outdated. They're old and, you know, they have systems that maybe aren't necessarily the greatest. And sometimes they have sewage overflow or sometimes a, a company, you know, has a, a spill and, and dumps into the river. The river keeper is the person that comes out in defense of the river for that. It's so important that we, that we, you know, throw that little bit of extra money towards that side pot because, Without that person, you know, what happens to this fishery when my kids' kids want to fish it? Are there going to be any trophy class, world-class smallmouth left? Hmm. You know, the river keeper cares about all of the entire ecosystem. But for us, you know, we're, we're most concerned about the smallmouth bass. But, you know, that person is the defense. It's the first line and, and a lot of times last line of defense for the river. Um, you know, it's, it's so important to, to support them. And I've actually done a couple fundraisers, um, on my, through my Instagram for them. Um, you know, any little bit of money helps whenever you're trying to fight big corporations that make more than we'll ever have in a lifetime, no. you know, but, uh, it's, it's really important. And I hope that a lot of people see that for what it is and don't just think it's some, you know, BS little side pot nonsense. It's important. It's so important because if we want, our fisheries to be here for generations beyond us, we need to do our part to take care of them. So I just wanted to say that little piece because I know uh, that's a, well you know, it's a huge thing that Jeff and I preach because, you know, of the people that fish this river that have a, a large enough social media presence, there, there's a few of us that, that push that organization, but there's not enough of us. And there's a lot of people that don't even know about the river keeper and what they do. Um, we need to, we need to make sure we support that group. So no, for real. And you know, Susquehanna is one of the bucket lists. It's on every kayak anglers bucket list, you know, and yeah. we need to, you know, it, it we can't take it for granted. That's going to be there. You know, yeah. <laughs> we have to be maintained. It has to be maintained. It has to be protected. You know, and one thing I, you know, to that, that what I'll say about it being a bucket list fishery is that, you know, in 2019, 2020, I think it was, 2020 was a down year for the river. And it still, you know, produced well. When we have downturns on the river, because, you know, you go through life cycles of the river where the spawn might not be great for one year. And, and you know, five years from that, it's not, you know, the finish, fishing's not that great. I mean, the river goes up and down. Right now, we're we're peaking, we're getting up there, you know, back in the early nineties and, and stuff like that, this, it would be nothing to come out in this river and catch a hundred fish. I wasn't here then. So I can only go based off of history lessons from people like Jeff little, but it would be absolutely nothing to come out here and catch a hundred smallmouth bass and majority of them be over 15 inches. Like you don't have that kind of fishery in many places. I, I really hope that people that see this as a bucket list fishery 
see this October tournament as an opportunity to take advantage of it because at $100, there's not another national trail that's coming to this area for $100. I think the closest one close to it is KBF, but even they're over 100 So I really hope that people take advantage of this opportunity to come here at the absolute best time of the year. No. Absolute best. So. Yeah, Definitely. And for those out there that, you know, they're uh, looking to get into tournament scene, this is a great tournament, you yeah. know, and, and right now, you know, there's not, there's not, it doesn't have the attention of the national trail anglers, you know, that, that usually dominate. So if you want to get in on it, do it now, because I think this is something that's sustainable. And I think if, if the numbers they put up on lakes and areas that are not, traditionally known for supporting national trails and they managed to get those numbers it's amazing imagine yeah. what's going to happen when they start putting this tournament if they can and if they do decide to do that but if they start putting this on a, a lake fork you know uh uh chickamauga a uh, guntersville you right. know this is this clear lake in california this it's going to take off it could you know have the potential to take off you know there's a, there's a small group of of, of national tri, uh, tournament anglers that are looking for AOY and all that. This is not AOY. This is really yeah. blue, blue, bluegrass tournament. So, uh, if I you mean, let's, at, let's, yeah. let's call it what it is. It's not, there's no AOY. There's no, at the end of the year, accolades for who the yeah. best was. This is money. Yeah, It's green. It is money. Money. If you like money, if you like to go fishing and make money this is a tournament for you yeah. because you can come out here and catch one fish and leave with a thousand dollars you can get for one tournament you can come home with a kayak as long as you got one fish you'll be <laughs> eligible for raffle you can right. win a kayak at the hobie bos but it's at the end of the year and uh, it's, there's a whole lot, which is great. I'm not, you know, I'm not hating Hobie Beals. It's great. It's awesome that they give me out and out back. Um, plus, you know, the Angler of the Year gets uh, gets uh, PA 14, 360. Um, right. I think they're giving out two outbacks, something like that. But that's great. I'm not criticizing on them. But for Native to give out three kayaks a tournament, one of them is just a random, you know, raffle for anybody that scored a fish. That yeah. is awesome, man. Yeah, it's crazy. No, like what no trail is going to do that. No right. trail. I mean, Local or national. You know, it's pretty impressive what they're come up with. And, and you know, I'm looking forward to it. So Definitely. Well, Jake, thank you so much for joining us and being my uh, guest host for today. Um, it's always Anytime, a pleasure man. talking to you. And congratulations on, on your third place and looking forward to see what you do in the TLC. Let's let's uh let's cross our fingers, right? Let's uh let's go down to Texas, Louisiana there and catch some big old big old green fish. Yeah, yeah, buddy. All right, for those out there listening, thank you for joining us. If you made it this far, remember if you're gonna be on the water where your PFDs, if you can have a couple of beers or alcohol drinks while you're on the water, please drink responsibly. I can't stress this enough. Make sure you make it back home to your loved ones. Have a great day, have a great week, everyone. Peace out. See you guys. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. 
Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.